0: And so when you start again to automate and improve your processes, you're gonna save so much time. So there's all these things that can really trigger possibilities for you when you start looking at it from the outside in, into your processes.
1: Welcome to the She can Systemize podcast, where we are helping business owners like you learn to love and implement systems in their business. From conversations about CRM tools like Dubsado or automating the ish out of your business, to helping your system match the level of detail your business does. My name is Taryn Rochelle, your girlfriend with a plan, CEO and founder of The Socialized Style Co, and someone who's just a little systems obsessed. I'm about to help make your life and business way more systemized, so you can live a social lifestyle you love. Welcome to She Can Systemize. Okay, guys, welcome to the very first episode of She Can Systemize. I am your host, Taryn Rochelle, and I am so excited that this podcast is live and that I'm also here with Sarah Loretta, who is our first guest. Sarah is the 10th certified Notion consultant in the US. I mean, that alone, like look at that street cred. Through her agency, Systems, Sarah is focused on helping small teams and freelancers work better online. When not building for others, Sarah can be found sharing uncanny business advice with her community and on Twitter and YouTube. So thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me for the first episode of She Can Systemize.
0: Oh my God. I am freaking stoked to be here. Like You sent out that email that you were launching this podcast, and I was like, I have to to be a part of this. Like, I am obsessed with you. Every email I get from you, I'm like, she and I, same wavelength. Like, I love it. You give me so much energy. <gasps> I love it. I love that like we just randomly connected and now look at us, you know? Seriously, though. So this podcast episode
1: is all about how to schedule your availability to avoid burnout. And let me tell you guys how I met Sarah is because of this exact framework that she has, which is genius. So I found Sarah because of the Flowdesk community. When Flowdesk checkouts had first launched, everyone was like, what is this? How do I use it and everything? And someone had posted, does anyone have an example of a checkout? Well, Sarah being the boss that she is already had like multiple offers that she had already created. I'm over here like fumbling on my one. And she had posted her offer for her annual mapping workshop. And one, her sales page on there through the Flowdesk checkout was amazing. And two, I was like, (laughs) I need this workshop. So she not only got me to know how to use Flowdesk checkouts, but she also made money because then I was like, I need this workshop and it changed my life. And then we became friends and now we're here on the podcast. So full circle, I am so excited for you guys to learn about this with Sarah, um, because it is incredible, but I just love the way that we connected because I think it is the best way.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's so funny too, because I had just simply asked you like, Oh, like I know you're not in my community. Like my community is not that big. I, I pretty much know every email that's in my space. Like you know, so when someone new comes in, I'm like, Oh, like, how did you find me? Because I don't over market myself. I'm just, I'm just here to like make dope shit and like go back to hanging out with my plants and my dog, you know? And so I'd ask you, and you're like, flow desk. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and It just like, is totally spiraled from there. But yeah, it's been a good time. It's been a good time.
1: Yeah, I remember I joined and I was like, oh, my gosh, wait, did I like join some like as we were on a workshopping call, like a co-working session. I'm like, <laughs> everyone seemed to know each other. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I join some like mastermind on accident? And they're like, who is this girl? But it all came and now we can share this with you guys and The way that Sarah describes this process, which you guys will learn here and definitely by actually taking her workshop is going to change your business. It's going to really help you. It has changed my business and I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad that I connected with her. So with you, Sarah, like when did you notice either in your business or in your client's business, the importance of actually scheduling out your availability? Like when did you start to notice this, like needing this shift Either in yours or your client's business?
0: So, yeah. So, I started my business a little chaotically. You know, I didn't sit and say, I want to be an entrepreneur. I really had been job searching for close to two years. I was in the nonprofit space, couldn't shift into tech, which is wild because I live in Austin and I couldn't get a tech job. And so, I had had like a partner of the nonprofit that I worked at who was like, Hey, like you do marketing and media. Can you come film this event we're hosting? And I was like, Sure. I don't know what I'm going to charge you. I guess I'll just charge the hourly rate like I'm making here. And then before I knew it in six months, literally that was November within six months, I had had 40 clients still working full time. And then I was able to quit my job. I was miserable anyway. So I was like, I'm just going to dive full into this. And I had no processes. I had no way of saying yes or no, or really understanding how to even book out my time because every project I was getting was like really intense or really not intense. There was no balance. I didn't have an offer suite back then. And so I was doing video and websites and branding and like all this crazy shit. And so then I quit my job The week of my birthday. So that would have been the first week of October. And then COVID hit in March. And between October and March, I was a little slow. And so it was kind of easy to be like, okay, like this is how much I want to work. This is what I'm trying to earn. That was fine. But then COVID hit, and every client that I had in my niche at that point didn't really have an online presence. It wasn't necessary to have a website for them to operate. But when the entire world shut down, all hell broke loose. I mean, I was working with museums to bring their exhibits online. I was working with nonprofits who are now hosting all of their programming online. And so it was really the wild west for me. And so at one point, at that point, it it might've been July. It was either June or July of the first year of COVID. I had 16 active clients And 12 of those were websites in one single month. And I was like, something has to change. Like, I can't keep working like this. I'm exhausted. I was working till one, two, three in the morning every night. It was just not fun. And so that honestly is when I actually developed the annual mapping method um, for that workshop, where I said, okay, what do I actually want to earn? What is the goal? Right? Because I think we have this idea that 10K months is what success is and you're not valid unless you're earning 10K months. And that was never something that was on my radar. I, in my first two, three years was like, I just want to make what my salary was. I want to be able to pay my rent and be fine. And so for me, that was actually 5K months, but I was banking 20, 30K a month and not even really realizing that I was making that much because I kept saying yes and yes and yes and yes. And I was really tired. So I basically sat down and was like, okay, if I'm going to make this happen, how can I really prevent myself from burning out? And what I mean by that for everybody listening is I consider burnout to be Progressed by the fact that you are doing the exact same deliverables for multiple clients at a time. So if you're doing five websites at a time, that's the same exact deliverables. You're building the website, you're coding it out, you're adding all their branding and their copy. And so I said, How can I maximize on my time so I don't have five different massive projects all due on the same day? And so I started sitting and saying, Okay, if I want to earn 50K a year and I'm charging 5K a client, I need 10 projects. That means I can take two full months off a year and earn 50K and be fine and happy. And so then I said, okay, well, how long does it take me to do each project? About three weeks. So the math there is super easy guys. Like it gets a little more intense when you're doing day rates or retainer work, but it's definitely doable. And so I said, okay, all I need is one single client a month. And that's it. And it completely changed the trajectory of the way I built a wait list, the way that I said yes and no to projects, because I don't do value-based pricing either. You get what you get. I charge what I charge. And so it was really easy to say, okay, like when I get on a discovery call, I'm actually booked next month. I have a month waiting list. Do you want to work in April, for instance, instead? And I was booking five, six months out ahead and people were willing to wait for me because of the quality of work. And so through all that, I really was able to take a step back, be able to launch passive income products, completely pivot my business. I don't do design work anymore. Obviously I do notion stuff, but it's totally changed the trajectory. I take six weeks of vacation every year and I, I literally build my client work now completely around my life, not my life around the income that I'm making. And it's been, it's been life-changing. So (laughs) This is why I always say like, you know, me and Sarah on on the exact same wavelength,
1: because if you guys have been in my community for a while, you know that one of the phrases I say all the time is to build your business around your life and not the other way around. And there was two key things that you said there that I wanted to point out. And one was that there is this you know this standard and i know this isn't on in audio so you can't see my air quotes right now <laughs> but there is this, this standard yeah of that you need to hit 10k months to be successful you need to do this to be successful not every business model and everything is right for your business and the same thing with system tools you know i know me and sarah like think the same way when it comes to you know what a tool that might work for someone else's business may not work for your business if i'm on a call with someone and yes i am you know a certified dubsado specialist so i work in dubsado but if some other platform may be better for them and dubsado isn't right for them i'm not going to just take their money to take their money because I want you guys to be successful. I want you to learn how to love and implement systems in your business. And if you're using a tool that's not right for you, you are just going to be paying for the tool or paying for me, and then you're not going to use it and you're going to be very unhappy.
0: The amount of times that I've had that conversation, it's horrible. It's horrible. It
1: it really is. Yeah. And like when, you know, when we're seeing all these things of, you know, hitting this amount of money in your months or, you know, having this many clients or for everyone here that's in the wedding and event industry, you know, booking these many events and everything, like just know you need to do what is right for your business, whatever is right for the season of life that you are in. If you are pregnant and you're going to be on maternity leave, like mapping out your availability to really fit that. And that is where Doing this workshop and doing this process that Sarah has is so important because it helps you see that. Like when I actually laid out and did the work during this workshop, I was like, one, wow, I don't need as many clients as I thought I did. Yes, I don't need to be doing as much as much work as I think I need to be doing. And I can actually structure my business around my life like I am wanting to, and it is possible. So what would you say like, you know, yes, like when, you know, someone is feeling like in the thick of it? Are there any other like indicators that they really need to start doing this or someone that is maybe newer in their business? or getting started, like, start doing this at the beginning? Or when would you say this process is really important to implement?
0: Yeah, so I would actually say no. If you haven't had the experience, if you are brand new, and maybe you've only had a handful of clients, and you're still, quote-unquote, getting your feet wet, this is not a process for you. Um, So what I would actually recommend that you do ahead of time is document data as much as possible. And in the creative space, I know a lot of us don't want to hear that. You know, we hear data and putting ourselves in these boxes are going to harm. We think it's going to harm our creativity. And all of that is bullshit. It's it's not. The more data you have to understand who your clients are, what your processes look like, the better you can improve them. And so I have a whole model that I teach that's improve, remove, automate. And so you should be collecting data every time you work with a client. And I'm not talking just a testimonial. I'm saying you need to sit at the end of a project, whether you are, you know, doing photography for a wedding or you're building a website or you're copywriting or whatever you're doing, right? You need to sit at the end of when that invoice is done and you need to sit take yourself out of the project, and unbiasedly audit it. So what tasks do you continually forget to do? What tasks do you hate doing? And can they be automated so you don't have to do them manually every time? What in your process is confusing or difficult for your clients? We talk a lot about, you know, checking links and, you know, do redirects work? I got your email yesterday about Zapier and I was like, this is brilliant. Like people need to hear these things because it doesn't take away the value from you, your pricing, your business by automating things and making things a little more streamlined. And so the best thing that you can do for yourself as a new freelancer. And I, when I say new y'all, I mean like the first 15 months of your business, like Just focus on like your first year to year and a half, collect as much data as you can, because then you can sit. And as you start looking at this data and I tell everyone, you know, compile all of that and look at the bigger picture, like once a quarter, every 90 days, sit and look at the past 90 days of interactions that you've had and workflows and feedback that you've gotten from your clients, because then you can sit and say, well, you know, this offer takes me two months to complete. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at this and you're auto, you're auditing it, and you're going, "Oh my god! If I automate this, if I remove that, if I improve this, I can get this the service down to two three weeks." And then all of a sudden, you have a full month back on your plate that you didn't realize that you had. And so that's what I would recommend. And then once you're getting in the groove of your offers, then you can start building this out. I do think though, life can happen in like you had mentioned like pregnancy or, you know, we're talking about vacation. If you know you have big life milestones coming up, absolutely should be planning your calendar around those things. But this is a super nitty gritty. And in our session, Taryn, when you were in the workshop, in the live session, we talked a lot about phasing out projects. And so for me, you know, I used annual mapping specifically in early 2022, when I shut down my design agency and was pivoting completely to business operations. And so it was like, okay, how can we map out The offers and slowly phase them out while introducing new offers. So, if you have something that's not selling, like let's say you're like never booking branding projects, but you're only booking websites, that's either a true indication that you need to completely stop doing branding, or if you love branding more than websites, you need to be adding those into your calendar more. And then you turn around and you market those more and not share so much websites. So, this process too will literally show you exactly what you need to market. Your business. And I will be the first person to say, if I see one more social media post of my favorite fonts of the month, I'm going to pluck my eyeballs out. That has nothing to do with your clientele. Okay. Your clients do not care what your favorite fonts are. But if you're taking this process and you're saying, okay, I need to book two clients for March, these are the exact problems and solutions I'm going to speak to in my content to automatically book those clients. And you're not just throwing shit hoping that it sticks. So I get really angry when I explain this because I'm just like, I know it works. No,
1: And it really does work because, you know, I am all about this is why she can systemizes here is because I am all about a holistic approach, you know, a well-rounded approach to when it comes to your systems and that it should be everything in your business needs to have some kind of systems or strategy behind it. And when you're going about and planning out things in your business, your availability, your services, what happens is that helps your content planning as well. Because like Sarah's saying, if you're posting things that have nothing to do with what you're really trying to bring clients in for, if you are, you know, a photographer and you have mini sessions coming up, but all you're talking about is, you know, these bigger packages and you're not even leading up any content about your mini sessions. And then you throw those mini sessions out there and no one's booking, booking them. It's because they have no info about them. Mm -hmm. They don't know past clients experiences with it. Nothing is leading up to that moment. And so if you are building up your content for that offer, your offers are going to be more successful and you're going to be able to build up that content by knowing your availability like we're talking about here, because it's so important to do that. So then your content's better, your availability is better, and you're putting offers out there that are actually going to get bites. They aren't just gonna sit out there and have crickets. Mm-hmm. So say someone is like, you know, not right re- or yep. not new and they are ready for this process. Sarah does have her annual mapping workshop, which you guys can join. There is a link in the show notes. Definitely take it. I have personally taken this workshop. Okay, so I will be her testimonial right now. Take this workshop. Um, I'm not just saying grab this link just to grab it. I you guys know me. If you guys are new to me, I will never just throw something out there and tell you to buy it if I haven't done my research. But say someone is not new, and they are ready for this. Can you walk them through, you know, a little bit of the framework of what they are going to learn in this workshop or how someone could take some tangible steps from this podcast to get started?
0: Yeah. So I also don't believe in hiding things behind paywall. So you guys are just going to get the workshop right now. Um, but inside you get like templates and things, you know, it's a little more clear, a little more in depth. And visuals. If you guys are a visual visual. person, this
1: is obviously audio. So I'm a visual learner. So I was like, I need to see the things.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I am too. And that's, I'm an INTJ a hundred percent. And so I am absolutely in my neurotypical brain. I'm like, I got to I got to visualize it, but it's, it's, it's so simple. I know that it sounds, you know, kind of, we're talking about all of this like big picture stuff, but this method should not take you longer than like two hours to fully implement for either six months or an entire year. You don't have to do your entire year. Things change, right? If we're like, I can't see that far into the future, you can literally do this a quarter, six months, a year, however long you want to do it. I literally so, did two quarters
1: when I did this workshop, yeah. which is six months. <laughs> I planned out yep. two quarters and it has
0: been a game changer. So just so yeah. it is possible to do. Yep, absolutely. So like I mentioned, it's it's three steps. So first, what you're going to do is write down, and and I tell everybody too, before we get into this, do not use the templates. Don't do this digitally literally get a pen and paper, ignore your distractions, turn your phone on, on the focus mode, do not disturb whatever it's called, because this is your first opportunity. If you haven't done a lot of big picture stuff for your business to really pull yourself out and work on your business, not in your business. This is a great strategy to kind of get you out of the delivery mode and into CEO leadership mode. Okay. But it's so simple. It's like, It's like stupid how simple this process is. So what you literally want to do is write down how much money you want to earn in a year. I don't care if it's $10,000, if it's $50,000, if it's $250,000, whatever is realistic to you, okay? So if you've been consistently earning 50k, maybe you write down 75k and do a little bit of a stretch goal. Okay, because this is also going to teach you that you need to up your prices. But that's a conversation for another episode. So you want to write down what your income is. So we're going to do simple, simple math, just since y'all are listening audibly. So let's say we want to earn 50k. Now what you want to do is write down how many services you have. And I tell everybody it is the services that you market. So I'm not talking add on extra fees. Don't add and complicate this. So if you offer branding and web design, that's it. Point blank. Write those two down. Okay. And then what you're going to do is write down how much you charge per offer. So we're just going to say 5k flat because your girl has a degree in history, I'm not a math major, and so I'm trying to keep this simple. So you're going to write down how much you charge, let's say 5,000 for each. So what you want to do is divide how much you want to earn by that number that you have the service. So technically it's 25k per offer, and then you're going to divide the 25k by how much you charge per offer. So ideally, in order to earn 25K on a 5K offer, you only need five projects. And now all of a sudden, you're like, oh my God, I don't need to be marketing and saying yes to every single inquiry that comes my way. Like I can literally not burn out and have to take back to back to back to back -back projects. And so if we do that math, that's 10 clients total in the year that you need to make 50K. And so this is also kind of the key thing is when I was developing this, I had become really resentful of the offers that I had because I was doing so many of them. I mean, in 2021 alone, I did over 30 websites, like between one-off pages, full thing. I was just like, how, like, how, how did I do that? And I hated it by that point because I hadn't really been, you know, figuring out how to balance them. And so if you are also in that place, you know you need 5 clients of each so you could literally take one client of each every other month so january's branding february's website march is branding april's website so you guys get the idea right and so that's literally all you do so then you take a calendar and you can do this digitally you can you know print out those really fun big posters of calendars if you want and you will literally write down okay website projects take me You know, three weeks. So you have your focus from week one until week three. That is client A. And then you have a full week off from your website offer. That's the week you're spending on marketing. And then you want to build in your branding projects. So the idea is you are not doing the same deliverable at the same time. So if week one is onboarding and doing strategy for your website clients, then week one should be marketing for branding. So you are not doing the exact same deliverable. And when you guys watch, when you guys watch the replay, it'll make a lot more sense. Cause I actually like screen share and show you guys this. But then the idea is you are kind of overlapping your projects so that way you don't have deliverables due on the same day. And there's also a lot of other boundaries that come with annual mapping that I teach as well. So the biggest thing within this is that your start dates and end dates for every single project should be the exact same day of the week. So you should always be starting projects on Mondays and you should always be ending projects on on Thursdays or Fridays. I don't work publicly on Fridays, so Thursdays are always my end date because then you don't have all these crazy dates floating around. You know every Monday, I do an onboarding call every Thursday I'm shipping deliverables. And that way it literally is going to build your time frame and your time blocking out. And that's literally all you do. And then you take a calendar and you say, okay, I'm going to go to South by Southwest. So I'm going to take a week off in March. So not going to have any clients during that. And how I kind of handle that is either have clients end the week before or have, like build in that week break into their timeline. I don't usually recommend that, but not everybody does quick, fast turnaround projects. So if you feel like a two month project, you just have, you add an extra week and you take that week off and you build it in. But then you just build out your vacation, build out, you know, Christmas. I give my team two weeks off at Christmas. Um, so we don't take any clients after Thanksgiving. So we are working at our annual map With that in mind, right, that we don't take any clients for a full like six weeks at the end of the year because we also take time after the new year to let people kind of roll in. Um, But yeah, and then, you know, too, if you guys have day rates, I get this question a lot of like, well, how do I build in day rates? pick one day of the week. So my day rates, I have available Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I don't offer day rates the same week that I offer my VIP week offer. So it's like week one, two day rates, week two, week VIP, week three, two day rates, and so on. And that's how I do it. Um, And it works really well for me um, in that sense, because the week that I have my day rates, I just use that for marketing. I batch content. I'm doing discovery calls or, you know, whatever.
1: Like I said, it's like, it's so simple. Like, it's so simple that it's stupid that you're like, why? Like when I was Uh mapping out, I was like, how have I not been doing this already? But then also (laughs) like seeing, seeing obviously your visuals in the workshop is so helpful because just hearing it, like if I would have heard it, and then not had a visual, I would have been like, okay, I need to like actually see this in action. So that's why I like definitely take this workshop because it is so helpful. Um, But like when you actually like sit down and plan out, you also like Sarah was saying, you're planning out the times that you are off. So for me, I to take December off. I also take June off because my birthday, my husband's birthday and my daughter's birthday are all in June. Like what is my life? It's convenient, but like not for work. So then when I was trying to work during that month, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I trying to fit these projects in here? And then I'm overwhelmed. So I'm trying to throw like a dinosaur themed birthday party. And like, I have too much stuff going on. And so I, so I'm like, I need to plan around this better. And also for me now, like when you were talking at the beginning of the episode about really, you know, sitting down and looking at, you know, what has happened in your previous projects. I do this now, especially for the wedding and event like industry, because I know when your guys' busy season is, I know when engagement season is, I know when you guys are really looking to dive into your systems, when you're maybe a little too overwhelmed, like, so what things could help you in those times. So by really finding out that information about your clients, just like for the wedding event industry, you guys know when busy season is. You guys know when people are getting engaged. So that's when you should probably be hyping up your marketing. That's when you should probably be making sure your systems are ready for the influx of inquiries you're about to receive because everyone and their mothers just got engaged. So you really need to be looking at that data and keeping track of it somehow because it is so important for when you go into this time frame really mapping out your availability and your offers. Because I know a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast are going to be in the wedding and event, you know, industries. So they may be thinking, well, how do I apply this when I'm not project based? And I would say too, it is, you know, you know, majority of the time, Weddings are Friday through Sunday, okay? It is very rare you're going to be hitting up a wedding on a Tuesday night. So, you know, you can still map out when you're going to be available for these events. So do you have any suggestions for someone in that kind of industry when it comes to taking this process and making it fit for them.
0: Yeah, so I actually have a really good friend who is a wedding photographer in St. Louis. Um and we actually did her annual map a couple months ago for this year. Um because she too has very very popular times and very very low times. She also when, you know, looking at the low times, she is kind of filled in with alternate niches. So for her Christmas Day, New Year's, like that whole holiday season is go, 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 go. But then like, you know, August usually isn't busy. And so she actually has kind of a gap filler where she partners with a preschool and like takes everybody's school pictures to kind of like offset her busy and slow seasons. But what she does is- I love that. Yes. And she doesn't market it. She literally like her kid goes to that preschool. And so it's like, you know, she just works one-on-one with them. But how we mapped out her availability is taking the day rate model. So for her, she only books one wedding a day or one shoot a day. And so we built her model around a date rate. So her availability is usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So then she can recoup on Monday and spend Tuesday, Wednesday editing photos. So that's kind of her model. So, and obviously if she wants to work on Monday, she can. And so what we do is actually on her website, you can book and like hold a spot in a calendar on her website. So she shows at all times what is left that's available. And during her slow season, she uses her marketing to allow people to pre-book, for future stuff at like a quote unquote, like discounted rate. And the closer you get to the day, the more expensive she charges because, you know, she has to go hire a second shooter. She's got to, you know, travel, get childcare, you know, all of these things. And so that's how she does it. So she opens her books every six months and it's kind of like a first come first serve free for all. And then when, you know, it's done, it's done and that's it. And that's how she, you know, knows, okay, I'm going to get this amount of income. So that's what I would say is really look back. If you've had a calendar year of experience, literally look at your ebbs and flows. Like we were just talking about what, you know, I'm assuming spring, depending on where you live is probably very popular here in Austin. Usually like The fall and the early spring are like the go-to for people doing elopements and engagements because of all of our state parks and kind of what the weather looks like here. Um, So really look at that kind of stuff and then say, okay, well, last year I didn't get a lot of clients in July. As If you've been freelancing for a while, you guys know July and August are like notorious slow seasons because people are on vacation. They're going back to school. They literally just aren't outsourcing like a lot of people, you know, do throughout the rest of the year. And so it's like, okay, I either need to add a couple extra clients in the rest of my year, because I know it's just going to be like pulling teeth during those two months, or what else could I do to supplement my income? And when you guys start looking at your annual map and realizing like, oh, I've added like y'all total side note, I took away discovery calls. I don't do discovery calls anymore. I looked at my calendar. I am saving 87 hours this year by literally 87 hours by not doing sales calls anymore. And so when you start again to automate and improve your processes, you're gonna save so much time. And so it's like, okay, if I take a week a month for marketing, I could put out presets, I could put out templates, I could, you know go hire a second shooter to go do these projects because I just don't want to do them. And then you just take a finder's fee cut but yet you're getting business and you're just paying the second shooter. So there's all these things that can really trigger possibilities for you when you start looking at it from the outside in, into your processes.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like, I think that example is going to be so helpful for so many people in these industries. The point of this podcast is we're going to bring in people that maybe niche to helping other industries, but we always want to make sure that you can take it and apply it to yours because every kind of business out there can have a system and should have a system. And so we want you guys to be able to take these, this advice and apply it to yours. And I think that is such a good idea of, you know, looking at other ways that you can maybe have different photography sessions. Or I love that idea of, you know, shooting at a preschool. If you are a brand photographer and you normally do all these like big branding shoots, I just found out of this like local place here in Arizona that you can like book these little studios and shoot content. Like do a Content day. I would sign up for that in two seconds. Where it's like I may not need a full branding shoot, but like let me shoot a bunch of content so my content is done for the quarter. Like you've I'm already put that out there right now and I'll buy it.
0: Seriously. It's so funny you say that because my local photographer, she does that now. She got away from elopement and just does social shoots. That's what she calls them. And so she books two days a week that you can basically book her. I think she, I think it's three hours and you can go up to two different locations and she shoots all of your stuff for social media. So like, if you want pictures of you working at a laptop, you can literally book her for the day. And you walk away with like 50 edited photos. I
1: love that. In order to do that, you need to know your availability. You need to know your services because we're not just going to be shooting content to shoot content. You know, if I am, you know, going to launch this podcast, I need content that has to do with podcasts. You're not going to know that unless you are planning out your offers and planning out your availability. Um, And also like when you're talking about discovery calls, like I, ever since we met, I do like very little discovery calls. And you guys know, I do not call them discovery calls. They are called vibe checks in my community Um, because we're not discovering if we wanna work together, You know, not a sales call, it is a vibe check just to make sure that we vibe together because I wanna make sure that we're gonna have a good time while we're working on a project together. So I have really eliminated that and it really does save you time and hours and everything in your business you to be more profitable. Because there is a big difference in being busy and being profitable. So it is very important to really look at your availability, audit your business, audit what's going on in your calendar so that you can be more profitable in your business and enjoy it and not get burnt out, which is what this episode is all about.
0: Yes. And I think too, you know, if you now that the world's kind of opening back up to well, not kind of it, Pretty much is. But like, if you are also a traveling person for weddings and you are going to destination things, even if it's just like an elopement, I don't know, at the White Sands, right? If you're going somewhere, you also need to be mindful of your recoup time and your packing time. And so having your availability to show, okay, if I'm going on this three day trip, it's technically a five day commitment because I've got to pack all of my gear the day before or, you know, whatever you've got to take. Then you've got to be mindful of the flight home and your recoup time, depending on how far it is. And so that also can easily play a factor into how you talk about your availability with people. You know, to go back to also to, I call them exploration calls. And I make it very clear, like it's 15 minutes. It will not result in a proposal. It is just for you to ask me questions that you can't seem to answer on your own. And with those, I don't take calls except Mondays and Fridays. So that was also kind of an advanced pro tip into my annual mapping is I said, if I am going to be productive as fuck this year, I cannot take calls except Mondays and Fridays. I need to be able to get on my walking pad not have to get dressed, not have to put makeup on and just be able to completely zone in and get the work done. And I know for a lot of people, you know, in photography, you need the time to edit, you need to be able to go through the raw cuts and, you know, do all these things. And so being mindful of your boundaries and your time, even like if you have kids, I'm child free, but understanding like pickups at three 30, like I have to plan my entire day between dropping the kid off and picking them up. And so how can I maximize on that time as well? And all of these things are incredible finite details that are going to allow you to scale your business. Like point blank, like we're not even talking like monetarily scale, but productivity scale your business and get more shit done that you didn't think was possible.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because it's not only like you said, going to increase your your profit and things like that, but it's also going to help you see The tasks that you do every day in your business, the things that can be automated, the things that can be delegated, like all of those things are you're going to see by really taking this view of your business and really planning things out and not just going in with no strategy at all you are farther along in your business where you are at a point where you are fully booked out you know i had a client that she does she's a photo booth company and had like 150 events like the last year and like that is insane to go into that like with little systems And so really taking the time to plan things out so that, you know, you know, you can bring on more people onto your team so that you can, you know, photo booth companies, especially they can have multiple photo booths going at this on the same weekend. You know what I mean? And so those companies are like insane at the amount of growth that they can have. But you have to take the time to plan out how that looks in your calendar for that to actually be a reality. So we can talk all about dreams and everything, but it's not going to be an actual reality until you do it. You have to get your hands dirty. I tell my clients all the time, even if it's a done for you service that I am doing, there is still stuff that you have to get your hands dirty. There's still pre-work. I can't, I don't know your process. It is living in your head rent free. I need you to pull that process out and give it to me so then I can automate the crap out of it and make your life so much easier. But you still have to get your hands dirty. So what would you say is like one final tip that you could give to people when it comes to, you know, really getting started with their availability mapping to really avoid that burnout?
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this in a two part because I wanna follow up with what you just said. I actually hired a marketing strategist for our email list and we were in our strategy session yesterday and he made the comment of well I don't know what's a process I don't have processes and it was really interesting to have this conversation of like well how do you handle a discovery call and he started well you know I have calendly and then you know I do this and this is how I prep and I go that's a process, that's your process. and so for any Exactly. And so for anybody listening, if you're like, I just don't know where to start. I don't really know. You know, what I would recommend is just literally document your day. When you start a client document, every single thing you do, nothing is less or more important than anything else that you're doing it all. The end goal is 10 X in your client experience. Anything that has to do with that invoice you are sending is a part of your process. And so getting started is literally taking yourself emotionally out of it, right? Because at the end of the day, your business should be able to operate without you in the driver's seat, right? And I know no one wants to hear that. We all are proud of what we've built and we take a lot of pride in the fact that we are freelancers. But if you get sick, or you have an emergency, or God forbid you live here in Texas and you have the snowpocalypse again and you lose water and you lose power, you need to be able to put somebody in that driver's seat and it is point blank, it will operate. And so getting started, you have to take that emotional bias out of it and just document everything. And then from there, sit and really be hard on yourself and be realistic. Because literally when I started all of this and I had those 16 clients that one single month, I go, yeah, I'm making the most money I have, but it's literally not sustainable. And so you have to be honest with yourself and say, okay, if what I'm doing is not sustainable anymore, I either need to A, up my prices or B, you know, pull back a little bit. And I used to take that so personally, y'all. When people would tell me, I had a business coach who was like, you just need to slow down. And I used to take that so personally. I like, what do you mean? Like, I'm doing all these good things and I'm successful and I'm launching this and I'm doing that. And now I look back and I'm like, I totally get why they were saying that. Because when you take a step back, you take a minute to breathe and actually look out at what you're doing rather than looking in to what you're doing you're going to have a lot of realizations that are not going to come without that and then once you do it's just a matter of literally going through improving removing automate and making things 10 times better
1: it is very true take that time to really like you know see your business and see where you want your business to go. We're gonna have an episode later on in this podcast about doing your finance forecasting um, because that is so important. That has a lot to do with availability planning is really knowing you know, when you're gonna have highs of your income and when you could have lows of your income and how to really have those lows, not really be lows and have them be at least that middle ground. And that all goes into your availability and knowing your offers and knowing your business. So I'm going to ask you one final question and then we are going to have Sarah um, let you know where you can reach out to her and all about her annual mapping workshop. But, you know, we are all about automations here. So if you could automate one thing in your personal life, what would that be? And for example, for me, it would be not just like a grocery delivery service or something like I want to automate the grocery planning, the shopping, and like prepping the meals for me. And like, but I want to actually get everything that I want at the grocery store. Cause I will send my husband, for example, and then five out of 10 things, you know, are missing at the grocery store when I'm like, are they missing or could you just not find them? Because I know where they are. So if I could zap that and automate it and just have it show up. That would be my thing in my personal life. So what would be yours,
0: Sarah? Well, I have over 200 houseplants, so I wish I could automate watering them. Um, But I do have an ocean dashboard that tells me when to water each one and like the health. But you still have to like manually water. And that my plants take me about four hours every Sunday to water, like from start to finish. You have so many plants. A lot. And I didn't have a green thumb either. I killed everything all the time, but I slowly did like the house plants, like the pothos and things. And now I have two indoor greenhouses. So I have one that has like all my exotics in there and whatever. And then my other one is an indoor herb garden. So at all times I have fresh basil, fresh thyme, and that's where I start all my seeds. So I'm doing that right now. I'm starting all my tomato seeds and stuff for our, our patio. But yeah, I wish I could just like I wish I could just automate the water. In a dream world it'll happen one day. So, I love that. That would be
1: <laughs> Hey, in a dream world there will be like a, a, yes. a physical Oh my Zapier god, Could you imagine?
0: it those things.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much Sarah. I would love for everyone to know where they can connect with you and how they can join the annual mapping workshop, which I know many people are are going to want to jump on that and get a visual for all of this goodness that we put in here.
0: Yeah. So you can find me personally everywhere online at the Sarah Loretta, no H on Sarah, um, or systems club everywhere. Systems is spelled without an E. So it's S Y S T M S dot club. That's my domain. Annual mapping is on there and it's evergreen. So, y'all can enroll and take it at any time. Um, and then I host a live co working session just for anybody who has bought it once a quarter. Um, so, we just get together and, and plan our upcoming quarter. It's super simple. And I've got a discount code down below for you guys if you want to enroll. But it's like, y'all, it's like $40. And it's going to literally like 10 extra income. So, just spend it and come be my <laughs> friend. <laughs>
1: It was a no brainer. Yeah. When I when I saw it, I was expecting it to be way more. And then I saw how much it was and I was like, done. Like no hesitation. So thank you so much for joining She Can Systemize and being our very first guest. And if you guys want to connect with me, you guys always know you can do so over at the Social Style Co. We are always here to help you systemize the heck out of your business for the wedding event industry, including photographers. Um, our DMs are always open and we cannot wait to hear what you guys think of this episode. Make sure you leave a review. We'll be sharing a review from one of our guests or one of our listeners of the podcast on the episode live. So make sure you leave your Instagram handle, your business name, so we can shout you out and share your review with our listeners. So thank you guys so much and hope you enjoyed Chicken and
0: Systemize. Thanks y'all.